1: Steve Teal, Very Bold Radio. I am so excited. I could not be more excited to be joined by Bethany Beal of Girl Defined Ministry. She has, she and her sister Kristen Clark have this incredible new book. We're just going to unpack as much as we can in 25 minutes plus on the podcast. I can't wait to hear about it. How are you doing today, Bethany?
2: Doing great. I feel like your um, radio is very fitting, very bold, because you're willing to jump into this new topic, Sex Period and the Longings of a Girl's Heart, which is very bold. Yes, it (laughs) is. It's a perfect fit. but I'm so excited to be here. It's been a long year Years really this book we started writing over a year ago and so it's crazy that it just released two days ago it's like you feel like you're finally coming up for a breath of air so being on the other side of it now I'm doing great (laughs) (laughs) feeling very excited and relieved and just it's almost like okay it actually happened. It really is. I compare it, like, I don't know, athletic people, you know. I ran right. a marathon once, and I'm, that was the hardest physical thing I've ever done. Yeah. And writing a book is like running a marathon every right. time. It's just right. – it almost kills you, but then right. God gives you the strength to make it. So. And then
1: it's so strange because at the end of it, I mean, at the end of this marathon, you have a baby. Yes. I mean, this is kind of your, your baby. And yeah. I, mean, I can't believe you did this in under a year. You're yeah. saying, what?
2: Yeah. So no. we actually – we wrote the book in three and a half months which is, you know, that's why I think. But I was... (laughs) And, you know, it's dating. a good thing you had nothing
1: going on in your life. It's just such a good thing. Tell, it was tell crazy. us. So yeah, I was. Yeah. We
2: wrote this book all at the process. Why I started a relationship. So I was dating, and then we launched a book last year while right out, like in the midst of writing. So we we're writing Sex, purity and the Longings of a Girl's Heart. Launched Love Defined. Yeah. I got engaged like less than a month later. Planned a wedding. Hosted a conference. And so it's like, <gasps> I feel like. <laughs> oh my feel, gosh. I'm I'm just glad to be sitting here, still like able to talk and speak and not like totally just fried calm, my brain. Was, just sitting there. Yes, like
1: uh. <laughs> that's phenomenal. Well, I want to remind our listeners and people that are on Facebook Live, you guys know that, especially if you're with Girl mm-hmm. Defined. I want to remind our listeners, though, just of some of your impact that I can mm-hmm. just say off the top of my head. Just for example, when you got married, how many people tuned in to watch on YouTube? Your yeah. wedding live. I know. Do you I remember? I
2: know. Thousands and thousands and thousands. I have no idea exactly That's how crazy. many. But that was awesome. That was one of my dreams to let people, because I was very public about my relationship. Yeah. Even from when I was dating, I was like, well, this is a risk if this doesn't work out. <laughs> sorry, Dave. But thankfully, we got married. And, yeah. And so it was Seems a fun celebration. The wedding. People love tuning in from all over the world just to be able to celebrate with us <laughs> how, how
1: hard is it for you guys to share your life yeah I mean, so i know in that case i don't know how many people watch first time live yeah. but i know eventually one hundred and fifty thousand times mm. your wedding's been viewed oh wow <laughs> you know that's that's a little that's bit a lot, yeah yeah i think at my wedding we had maybe 200 people there which is a lot and then the video lot. was viewed like three times and it was the video you know that's not so not on youtube i know it's been a few years yes. but um yeah, and then on Instagram, I think you guys have like 45,000 yeah. followers. So I just want our listeners to understand this impact is mm. huge, and you have 150,000 YouTube yeah. subscribers as well, and you guys put out videos, and yeah. I mean like regularly. You guys are just it all is. over it. So yeah. your lives are very public, yeah. though.
2: Mm-hmm, they are. They are very public. I think um, it's God's given a lot of grace in that way because yeah. I, I've just – I I enjoy it. Like, I enjoy yeah. sharing my life. And I married someone, Dave, who enjoys being very public, too. He does? And yeah, which is crazy. So <laughs> we actually started our own YouTube channel together so that him and I could just have fun and be crazy together. No. So we've got Dave okay. and Bethany now going on as well. Okay. So we, that's how much we love it. Like, him right. and I love. And not just because we want people to look at us, but we just think we there need to be more Christians out there. Who Because there's a lot of non-Christians who are very public with their lives. Right. And, every, you know, we love looking to them and seeing what they're doing. It's so interesting to see people's lives. So Dave and I and even Kristen and Zach, we just find it a privilege to be able to get to share um, just what's going on in our life with other people. And of course, it comes with pros and cons. There are a lot of people who don't like us. You what are know? the
1: cons? Tell us. Can yeah. you tell us about that? We got a lot Yes, I know. That, but, yeah. but tell us about the I'll cons. I'll give
2: you the, the, quick. So the quick. The quick. <laughs> the quick. YouTube has been interesting. We didn't know what we were getting into when we started our YouTube channel, yeah. but it kind of exploded. And with that comes a lot of people who don't like what you're talking about. We obviously hold to a very biblical perspective of just life in general. Right. Obviously, this new book, Sex, Purity, and the Longings of a Girl's Heart, holding to a biblical perspective is just not popular so we have actually we had a video that was made about us that has almost 10 million views and it's it's all about how just awful we are you know and it's just so there's that we have a lot of people now even in public who recognize us because of hate videos that have been made about us so it's just it's it's interesting. And God's just given us a lot of grace to know how to view that and to just continue. How,
1: how do you view that? Yeah. I mean, because as a dad, I mean, that makes me mad Yeah. <laughs> as a dad. That makes me mad. I'm sure your husband is like, Oh, here, here we go <laughs> here.
2: Yeah. He. I'm going to show
1: you the love and forgiveness <laughs> of Jesus right now. <laughs> I
2: know. It, how
1: do you guys handle that? Please.
2: I feel like there's only, there was only one moment where we, it kind of got to us a little bit and we just felt a little bit discouraged. Like, is this worth it? Should we keep going? you know but God just gave us a lot of grace remembering like we do we have the truth and we know that what we are living out in our day-to-day lives does bring true freedom and hope and a lot of those people who make those kinds of videos and comments that that's really the only hope in life that they have of Mm. because it's all about earth you know and this is all they have and so for us remembering like wow the message that we're bringing is so much more than that and Mm. to see people who have come and found our channel because of these hate videos and really have there's one girl who she was an atheist and ended up finding our channel, finding our videos, and she became a Christian. And so their story after story of girls who even found our channel and was like, I didn't like what y'all were doing at first, but now I went through something really hard. And who's she going to turn to? Is she going to turn to videos that just make fun of people? That's right. not going to give you hope. Right. So she came to our channel and just to our ministry and has found hope in Christ and her life is now changing. So I think that's to me like... Even if it were just one person, that's worth it. So it's like free publicity, honestly. If you view it yeah. like that <laughs> yeah, right. and don't take it personally, then you right. know it's kind of a free advertising. I didn't
1: even know that they were called hate videos. I mean, I didn't know that that kind of stuff was out there. Oh so, yeah. yeah.
2: I didn't know either. It was pretty surprising. Right. So yeah.
1: Okay. That's that's crazy. And I just I think about your your girls that you're impacting with all different topics and we're yeah. gonna talk about sex. <laughs> uh, but uh, I mean, with girls that are getting bullied and uh, all that yeah. stuff, and getting insulted, and we—I mean, Jesus told us we're going to get insulted and persecuted for our faith. Yeah. And um, and I got I got a thing. I want to bring love and forgiveness, which <laughs> Facebook Live can appreciate. But um, yes. but you know, whoever's doing those hate videos, we're just going to be praying that yeah. God just reaches them. Pray totally. for those people that oppose us. Yeah. And uh, and we're going to be praying for for God to get a hold of them, Wouldn't so that, that be they amazing? do have that. That would be amazing. Yeah. That would would. would be amazing so (laughs) (laughs) that's that's right that would be a story so um i know many of your girls around the world will catch some of this interview so i'm going to ask them i mean to be praying for that to happen that would be incredible right so all right god did it for saul slash paul so he can do it for anyone he, he can do it for anyone absolutely all right Crazy! Your third book, you could have, you you did. Girl, um, girl defined, love defined. Your third book could have been something just, you know, along those lines. I I mean, but you went for it. it. Sex purity and the longings of a girl's heart, discovering the beauty and freedom of Mm -hmm. God-defined sexuality. Why did you and Kristen decide? All right, it's time.
2: Yeah. Well, not really because we wanted to. (laughs) It's not a topic necessarily you jump into if you want to be popular or well liked, um, especially. In this day and age. So it actually started, I guess it was about three years ago, Kristen and I, we host a local conference here in San Antonio every year um, in August. And we decided, you know, we really wanted to dig into the topics of sexuality and sex and God's design for that because we receive emails every single day from women and young women who are saying like, I struggle with this secret sin, this addiction, Mm, lust, and they're too afraid to tell anyone else, but they will tell us through email for the first time. They'll say, I have never told anyone this before. Please help. And so Krista and I are like, you know, we can't stay silent on this subject. We right. write about it, we blog about it, but if there are this many young women and women who are struggling and who are afraid to speak up, how freeing would it be if they could attend a conference or watch it online where we are digging into the nitty gritty details? So we hosted that conference. We were terrified. I thought we were going to get out on stage and start talking, and that I thought people were just going to be shocked. And, you know, mm. how could you dig into topics like this? Mm. This is, you know, I don't know. I was just honestly sure. a little afraid. And so yeah. we got out there. I shared the first message and, you know, the next day everyone showed back up. And I'm telling you, we did not get a single negative comment. We didn't get any negative feedback. Everyone, every woman and young woman who attended said, please continue talking about this. This is so needed. Girls Mm. who talked with our prayer partners, confessed things, found hope and forgiveness for the first time. Girls who told me about stuff they had been struggling with, never had told anyone. So Kristen and I really just got a passion and a fire and said, we need to take this message further. Yeah. And a conference can only do so much. Okay. And so we had this third book coming up, and we you know, talked to our publisher about it and said, how would y'all feel about us writing on the topics of sex purity and really the longings of a girl's heart? And they said, go for it. They were so supportive. And so really since that conference until now, it's just been a journey of just studying and researching, yeah. digging into emails. We sent out a survey, and over 450 girls and women filled it out in-depth details about, you know, what do you wish the church would talk about? that they 're not talking about, what are your biggest questions concerning sexuality you know what are the what are the things you wish people would talk about and we basically used the that survey to kind of form the outline of this book so all throughout the book are their mm-hmm. comments are their um, oh. you know just their their fears their thoughts and that that was huge. That was so helpful because it's not just our story. It's their story incorporated through it and really able wow, to bring the cool. gospel to, to kind of impact all of those different areas. So that's kind of the re- the way that it got started. And since it just released, we're just so excited to see, okay, how does God continue to take this message, you know, into the remotest parts of the world, really? right?
1: All right. What are some of those topics that you were surprised when you got into this that you were hearing from yeah. girls and you were hearing from women mm-hmm. that you guys decided to tackle?
2: Yeah. So in Chapter 11, we it's called Real Talk, Porn, Erotica, and Masturbation. And I think there's just... In some ways, a big misconception that lust, sexual sin, I guess, is more of a guy issue, and right. that girls shouldn't right. really struggle. Even yeah. at, you know, at good solid churches, they have Bible studies, support groups for men, and right. that's okay for it's like it's it's okay. Like you're supposed to struggle with this, so here's a support group for you. But rarely will you find mm. those kinds of groups and and women talking about that publicly. And so um, I think that there's just first of all that is a you know misconception because God made us all as sexual beings. Right. Women are sexual beings and. Sometimes it might look a little different, but we have struggles as well. And so these are the types of things that young women and women were emailing us about their addictions to porn from young ages. You know, the the whole genre of erotica, you know, just novels and books that it's almost like, OK, but it's. Awful, you know and right. it 's not helping it 's ruining marriages and ruining just our perspectives as women of men and of sex and intimacy, and so that is something that a lot of women are struggling with, just to even know, is this good? Should I be reading this and then even masturbation is a huge. We get emails and have talked to so many young women and women who are struggling with that and addicted to that, and they are so ashamed mm. to talk about it, and I mm. think that 's the biggest thing they are so ashamed to even admit. That they're struggling and they they just can't believe that there would be forgiveness yeah. from God for them in these areas because they're supposed to be these good Christians or they're not supposed to struggle and so that chapter was extremely hard to write real talk porn erotica and masturbation yeah. um, just because you know you need a whole book just for those topics but those three big ones like we like to call them really came from those surveys and really came from the young women who shared about you know their struggles. And so we wrote this chapter, hopefully just letting them know, one, you're not the only one that's struggling. As much as right. Satan would like you to believe you're on this little island, yeah. nobody can help you, there's no grace for you, no forgiveness, yeah. that they're not alone and that there is true hope and freedom, even in this area from God. And so those are uncomfortable things to talk about. But if so many of us are struggling, why are we afraid to talk about it? You right. know, It's like the big elephant in the room that... Nobody wants to talk about. So hopefully hopefully, this book will break the ice a little bit right. and bring up those conversations.
1: So how do you guys dig in? I mean, there's not—I mean, Paul, the Apostle Paul, doesn't write about— I mean, he talks about sex, yeah. but he doesn't talk about porn, erotica, and masturbation. I mean, yeah. how, how do you guys tackle that from a biblical perspective? Yeah. What does that look like? Oh, I know. Lots of prayer, I'm pretty Lots sure. Lots of prayer, yeah. yeah.
2: And Kristen actually, she shares her story. So she's the co-author of this book and she kind of shares her story of her struggle with masturbation as a teen girl and really her, like how she felt so like, who can I talk to? How can I tell anyone about this? I just feel so guilty and so ashamed. And she shares the story about how she finally just felt so convicted and actually went and talked to my parents mm. and we have loving wonderful parents so as a teen girl she was able to go and talk to them and one of the biggest things as I think what she did, bringing it to the light. And so I think sin grows and you stay in bondage when you keep your sin a secret um, and in the darkness. And so I think that's one of the biggest things that the Bible talks about is bringing it into the light, not trying to fight the battle on your own. Because Satan, you know, if you're just by yourself, he can feed you lie after lie and you don't have anyone to say, hey, no, that's not the truth. Here's what the Bible actually says. God does forgive you. He can give you the strength. And you know, the Bible talks about how there's strength in numbers, a a quarter of three strands is not easily Broken and so when you think about, like Kristen, with her struggle, she was able to bring it into the light, mm. and from that point forward, had someone to battle this with her. And she oh, was able yeah. to get the prayer and support and really find freedom by God's grace through other Christians who loved her and wanted what was best for her. So I think that's one of the biggest things that we start out in, is because girls and women, they, they want to say, like, well, I, I want to fight this, but I don't want to tell anyone. Right. And so year after year, they continue struggling, whether it's masturbation, porn, erotica, because they don't want to bring it into the light. Mm. So that's not Mm. an in-depth dive. They can read the book to get the deeper perspective. (laughs) But I think that's one of the number one things that we encourage um, women to do and young women to do is Today, not tomorrow, today, find a godly woman you can talk to, whether it's your mom, a woman mm. in church, whoever it is, find a godly woman to talk to and tell her about what's going on. You know, confess it to God, repent, but also find that link, someone you can link arms with, because I really think that it will be almost impossible to find that freedom if you keep trying to battle on your own.
1: Right. And that, that says a lot about, to me, about your parents that yeah. Kristen could talk yeah. to. Um, that was a blessing. Your parents, for sure. uh, about that. So maybe that's <laughs> another. Book on the, I know for for parents, <laughs> but um, hey, listeners, we're talking this new book by by Kristen Clark and Bethany Beal, Sex Purity and the Longings of a Girl's Heart discovering the beauty and freedom of God defined sexuality. Mm -hmm. Very important stuff. That's why we're talking about it. Um, And like you said, I I mean, I would be, I was surprised to hear that so many young women are dealing with these sort of things. And so when you're, when you're counseling them, when you're talking through the book, how are you able to encourage them to
2: uh,
1: How's What else do you say? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, it's a very sensitive topic and it's something very personal. And I think you know, if there are any parents listening, I think it's so important to remember, like, if you as a parent, and this is what Kristen and I try to do as well, but if you as a parent, when someone like your child or if you're a youth pastor or mm-hmm. work in ministry in church, if someone comes and shares with you something very deep, very personal, like a deep, dark secret, especially a sexual you know, sin, addiction, whatever, that's very personal to us, you know, so if someone shares something like that with you and you explode or you react and you, how could you ever, you know, you're not supposed to be just pouring on them like I can't believe it, it only affirms in their mind, one, how could God ever forgive me Mm. and I'm not supposed to struggle with this, like I should be stronger than this, but we all know in and of ourselves we are weak, you know, we need Christ and we need his forgiveness and we need his grace, so I think that's the number one thing is to make ourselves a person that is safe, that is inviting, that offers the grace and forgiveness and help that Jesus offers us. You know, like at the foot of the cross, we're no better than anyone else. So to look at someone else and say, how dare you? It's like, no, we are hmm. a sinner. Christ died for us while we were yet sinners. And so not putting ourselves above other people, right. but saying, wow, let me take you to the cross. Let me go with you. Let me battle this with you. And I think that just creates an atmosphere of safety where young people yeah. or even women feel safe or even guys to feel safe to share with one right. another. And so... That's our hope really in this book is like we bring the hard biblical truths. We're not shying away from that, especially surrounding issues that are very controversial today. You know, just all the gender identity, gender orientation, everything that goes along with that. It can be hard to talk biblically about those things because they're not popular. But I think it's so important to say, yes, we are going to stand firm on truth because we know where the truth is. That's where the freedom is. That's where the light is. Um, But we're going to do it with grace and we're going to do it with love. And we are not going to put ourselves above the other person, but really battle it and link arms with them. So that's my that's one of the the best ways that we try to do this in the book. And that's what we try to do when we talk with other girls is to, you know, just hug them and say, this is hard. Yes, this is difficult. But with God's strength we can get through this and we can find freedom.
1: Right. Oh my gosh, that's mm-hmm. awesome. Okay, before we started recording, I was talking about what God had put on my heart with just daughters and beauty yeah. and things like that. Yeah. Can you can you address you said that was something that you yes. had, you guys had written what or
2: Yeah. Uh-huh. So it's actually in a, a chapter that is not necessarily expected, but in Chapter 8, it's called Imperfect Purity. Okay. And we kind of dig into this, this whole idea that, um, especially if you grew up in a Christian church or a Christian environment, yeah. we can have a, lo- a lot of wrong perspectives about purity, and almost we can start to define our worth according to the good things we've done or the bad things we've done. So if yeah. you do something, you know, like you do something sexual we are like, think something or act in a certain way, we really say, oh, God must love me less because I am a sinner. Look what I've done. And then if we do good things, like, oh, look how pleasing I am to the Lord, instead of saying, no, I am a sinner before him, it's only by his grace, and I've taken on his perfection. And so we kind of dig into a lot of that stuff in in Imperfect Purity, that whole chapter. But at the end, we talk about the fact that you are a daughter of God. Mm. And the fact that that's your truest identity. It's not about the good things you've done, it's not about the bad things you've done, and really it's not about how you look, um, what other people think of you. That has nothing to do with your identity as a person. Your identity comes from God, the fact that he loves you and the fact that you have, you know, if you have chosen him as your savior and trusted him for salvation, then you're his child. He's adopted you into his family and he's given you a new identity. And it's not no longer who you were. You are his. And he says, I love you. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. I already know you are so imperfect and lack holiness and righteousness. And that's why I'm giving it to you. And so I think for us as women, if we could just truly believe that and say, wow, God, I am your daughter. Mm-hmm. That's my truest identity. It doesn't matter what anyone else thinks of me. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what they say about me. It really doesn't matter my past because you've forgiven that. And I'm going to embrace and walk in that identity. And I'm going to strive to become like my father. By his grace, I'm going to strive to become holy like you are holy. Just one yeah. day at a time, taking that step, saying, God, how can I become more like you? How can I reflect you? So that's really that whole that whole aspect of being a daughter. And I love <coughs> that you are you you know you said that and you were passionate about that because it's so true. We as women need to know we're God's daughters, and that's truly the truest thing about us.
1: Right. Yeah, and I, I do, I just want to reiterate, I know Facebook Live already caught it, but yeah. I do just want to say again for those who are listening, and uh, some some of you women that are tuning in right now, um, I think it's just a word from God that won't that God wants to bring to you that just, just what Bethany said, you are his daughter. Mm-hmm. You are beloved. You um, are treasured. You are valuable. Um, I love to share as a youth pastor with um, our young women, just they are so treasured mm-hmm. by God and they are so beautiful and God, God just loves them. So I just want to say to someone who's listening and maybe driving around or at, at home and you may feel like, well, I'm too old to feel like a daughter. no, you are his daughter, and he just wants to remind you of that today. And he just says, I- I'm pleased with you. I enjoy you. Mm-hmm. I love every moment of the day with you, daughter. Mm-hmm. You are my daughter. So um we're talking, if you're just tuning in, like, what is going on <laughs> on KSLR? What are we talking about? Sex, purity. And The Longings of a Girl's Heart, Discovering the Beauty and Freedom of God-Defined Sexuality. Um, We're talking to Bethany Beal. She's one half of this dynamic duo, her and her sister Kristen Clark, just crushing it globally and for the kingdom of God, Mm -hmm. um, talking about important things. And so um, I am curious. I'm sure some people— you know are not ready to talk about this but yeah. i just think it's incredible that you guys are so bold in yeah. talking about it how did you guys get the strength to to do that yeah. i mean how did you decide
2: Yeah. Well, like I said, it's not a topic we want to talk about. It's not something that in and of ourselves, it's like, you know, it's easier to talk about things that make us feel good and that everyone like, you know, just here. Yes. Encouragement, you know, like you can do it. But it's hard to dig into the areas that bring conviction and that really um, we know there's a lot of secret struggle. And so I think it's, you know, when you. When you're thinking about writing a new book, like for us with the ministry blogs, we're going to write. We don't, you know, if we are called, if we are doing this for our own name and just for ourselves to be popular. Trust me, we would have picked a different a different avenue, you know. But it's really God. We truly believe that God has called us to, you know, run Girl Defined Ministries and to share for women and young women, and so. This is a topic that we prayed a lot about, and we are so blessed to not only have a community that is so supportive, like you, Steve, here, Mm -hmm. very bold, and just, you know, in San Antonio, we have incredible churches, but we also have a publishing company who is extremely supportive of what we are doing, which is a blessing because they're, you know, when you're interacting with other people who are helping produce your work, people may say, hey, let's not go there. Like, this is too much of a sensitive topic. So God has just been so good to put the people who work directly with us to encourage us and support us and say, yes, young women and women do need to hear about this. And I think what you mentioned about It can be hard. How do you start these conversations? That's also one of the reasons we wrote this book, because saying things in your own words can feel awkward. Like, so let me tell you about, you know, (laughs) sex and sexuality. Let's dig into a biblical perspective. But if you have a book that can kind of say the words for you, (laughs) it really makes it a lot less awkward. So in our book, Sex, Purity, and the Longings of a Girl's Heart, we actually have a study guide at the very, it's at the end of the book, but there's a study guide for every single chapter. And so really it's a resource that can be used not only for for young women, Meant to read, but yeah. it's written for women, young women, and it's an incredible resource for moms to use with their daughters. So if a mom's saying, yes, I want to talk about these things with my daughter, I want to get ahead of the game, I don't want to wait until she finds out about a bunch of stuff or you know, discovers things through the internet or you know, Instagram or Snapchat, whatever, I want to get ahead of the game, this would be an incredible discipleship resource for mm. a mom to say, hey... I don't know exactly what to say. I'm uncomfortable, but this book is going to help me do that. So a mother and daughter could sit down and read just a chapter at a time, go through the study guide, answer the questions together. And it's basically a tool that, you know, youth pastors, moms, parents, anyone can use as a discipleship resource. So Kristen and I realized, wow, this isn't just our little book. This is a book that God can use to help others Mm. disciple those under them.
1: That makes so much sense. That makes so much sense. You're uh, a thousand percent right. Uh, Listeners and people on Facebook live. I mean, what a great thing. Yeah. To have somebody else's words that you deal with together and read together instead of just jumping in. Oh, here I go. Um, That is, that is fantastic. All right. For radio, I want to say thank you to Bethany Beal And to Kristen Clark, who couldn't be here today, um, just for being on the front lines for Jesus. And, you know, you guys are warriors Mm -hmm. and you're you're fighters and you're fighting for these girls and you're fighting for Jesus and you're fighting for the kingdom. Mm -hmm. And I just really appreciate it so much. And thank you for being vulnerable and just not afraid to go where we need to go mm-hmm. so that people can have these conversations and grow and and have God do uh, mm-hmm. really reveal what yeah. his design for sexuality is. So um, I want to thank you so much for being here. I want to tell our Facebook Live we're going to go a little bit longer with Bethany here. And for our listeners on radio, um, come back next Saturday. We've got more great talk and uh, great interviews on Very Bold Radio and Podcast. Great that job! Was great. All right, can you go a little bit longer? Yeah. All right, you want to just like go five extra yeah. bonus minutes minutes for the podcast? Totally. What would you out of these incredible <laughs> like chapter titles? Okay, there's a part of me that wants to ask: Was there something that wound up on the cutting floor like that? You know, like yeah. was after you read it, you know, you wrote on a topic, and then you guys are like, not it's not quite time or anything.
2: Yeah. Uh, well, interesting. It's interesting you ask stuff like that because a lot of people don't know like behind the scenes what actually happens. So yeah. obviously the, we oh. wrote this book Give us behind the very scenes, fast. Right? So we there's two of us though. So if you're one person writing a book, it's going to take longer. So Kristen and I, we yeah. kind of double team on it. We kind of go chapter by chapter as we write and we um, kind of, you know, you flesh out the whole outline, you know, the chapter titles as best you can. Yeah. Um, and then Kristen and I kind of go in and decide, okay, we typically feel more passionate about different chapters, Really? which is interesting. Oh, so, it's like so interesting. chapter two, lust a girl's problem too. I was really passionate about that because I'm like, this is such a misconception, and yeah. I was you know single at the time or just started dating, and so I'm like, I don't know, I wasn't already married, so I was very fresh in it with like all these other single girls. Like, we need to talk about this. So, well, like, I wrote that chapter because yeah. I was very passionate about it, and Kristen wrote others. One of the chapters though, um, oh, it's chapter nine, battling yeah. temptation. Uh-huh. That one. So that chapter was completely written. The book was pretty much completely written. And then when we sent it to get um, endorsements, so you basically send people like the rough copy, whatever, um, to get endorsements. We have wonderful people who are very solid biblically, but people who came back with just suggestions and um, just saying like, hey, I'm not sure if I would totally agree with your perspective on temptation or whatever. Oh, we want to know, right? So we actually had a super sweet couple who basically said that they didn't feel like they could endorse our book because of our perspective on temptation. And we were like, we had done so much research and like, you know, reading every solid biblical source that we could, but they actually, you know, opened our eyes and you'll have to read it because I'll botch it if I try to explain it. But it was just a
1: little bit. You've got it, Bethany. What? (laughs) what's the difference?
2: So it was just, we had, well, we had, I didn't realize that there is a debate like amongst Christians about temptation and what that looks like. And if it. We're sinning if we're tempted and we're not. I had oh, no idea okay. that there was like a big debate. So huh. if you start looking on like Desiring God, um, if you look oh. on like biblical counseling resources like ACBC, the Association of Certified Biblical Counselors, and you just start looking like even like Jackie Hill Perry, who's very prominent, Rosaria Butterfield, people who are kind of talking about these issues we after this one this group kind of of people brought it to our attention like you know this is kind of like a controversial thing how you present temptation Kristen and I were like what but our book is about to go to production and we're like we have like a day to figure this out like do we really firmly stand firm on how we're describing this in our book or will we look back in a year and realize like oh no like we We, we were kind of naive in our perspective so we did a bunch of research and we did actually we took out several quotes by someone who we thought was a really solid person, um, but they, looking more into it, were like, you know, I'm not sure if we agree with their perspective. So basically, wow. it's hard to describe, but it's basically like,
1: are you I doing guess, a great job, right? It's, it's just
2: more like, um, you know, kind of like, I don't know, people who just say like, yes, you know, kind of like, it's okay to, I don't, I, I don't know. I'm going to botch it if I say it. So you okay. have to read the chapter, read okay. the chapter nine, Battling Temptation, and know that it's actually like the, the way that we describe temptation and help you to fight off temptation is what we fully stand behind okay. and what we fully agree with. And I think if you read it, it'll help you to know like, oh, you might start to see some of the differences. Like, hey, I haven't heard it said that way. Or I I kind of assumed that I could fight temptation a different way. So I'm leaving it very vague and mysterious. So now people will have to go and read They'll it. They'll definitely <laughs> have to buy the book. It's the big chapter. But that was one of the chapters that I think went through, like it was the the most mm. stressful because it was like, oh, we have a day to get this back to our publishing company and now we're not even sure if yeah. we've done that. But all that to say too, we fixed it and the people ended up endorsing our book. So oh, that was great. Cool. And we appreciate them. The wisdom of others helps us so much. So that that is something that we are so grateful for because we truly believe that God really used them to help us make our book more biblical, which is what we want and use their experience and yours of, you know, just studying God's word to help our book be even stronger. So that's awesome.
1: All right. I'm going to throw out an impossible question. Is there, (laughs) I
2: mean,
1: if there's a chapter in here that you wrote that you're just kind of a little bit more proud of, like, I'm so glad I wrote this and you know what I'm saying? It just kind of feels Feels good or are you just equally yes. proud of each and every one? <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah, no, I mean you're you're proud of different ones just because um you know, some of them are harder to write, and they're more like you love the chapter, but you're kind of like, I'm sick of this chapter because it <laughs> took so much work. Like, get out of here, you know? <laughs> but chapter seven, Girl, You Were Made for Intimacy, that's one of my favorites. Mm. And I wrote the majority of it, and then Kristen kind of came in there because I was not married at the time. And so it was good for her to come in from a married's perspective sure. um, and and all of that. And so it's all about the idea, though, like I think – um, we even as a society can look to having a certain sexual ex- experience as like the height of yeah. of what life is all about and right. really bringing it back to the fact that like, wow, marriage and even intimacy is just a metaphor of God's incredible love for us and the fact that he desires to have a deep, intimate relationship with us. So instead of looking to sex within marriage as like the ultimate, it's like sex within marriage is only a metaphor that should point us to God okay. and him wanting us to wow. have a deep relationship with Him and realizing it doesn't matter if you're single, married, all of us can have a deep, intimate, satisfying relationship with God, and we don't actually even ever have to have a sexual experience. Like, obviously, Jesus was single, and He was satisfied with God, his father. And so it's like, wow, I think that's really encouraging for singles to realize it's not about just, okay, I just want to get married so I can have sex and that's going to be it. It's like, no, it's ultimately about your relationship with God. So that was just encouraging to me as an unmarried at the time and something that I wanted um, more singles to just grasp and to understand.
1: How do we, I mean, in society, how do we recover from all the wrong Uh, messages that are sent I mean that sex is it and that I mean men and women impacted by porn and getting the wrong idea of of sex and that fulfillment and all of that I mean any maybe (laughs) there's the impossible question it's all in this book but what do you say I mean how do we help us out today Bethany as you have
2: Mm -hmm. I mean it's I the first thing is is I just think it's so sad you know I think it's so sad and I think it's You know, when you look around in society, and you do see that really sex and a certain sexual experience, or coming to a certain sexual, really even orientation, that that's like then you'll finally be able to be who you were made to be. Your experience, all that life was about, and it's like that's just sad that that's the height of what we have in this society. You know, like that's that's the height of what it means to be human. That's that's really like sad and not very satisfying long term. And so I think. Um, as we think about that and trying to recover from that, there's a few things that Kristen and I have really strived to do. And one, it's, you know, the whole passage about being in the world but not being of the world yeah. and really saying, okay, am I fueling my mind and my heart with mm-hmm. a lot of unnecessary garbage and mm-hmm. buying into these mindsets because I'm just saturated in this kind of content. Right. So whether it's through social media, Movies, um, things you're reading, obviously like erotica, things like that. Right. Are we fueling our lives with content that is really affecting our minds and ultimately our hearts yeah. and deceiving us into believing things that we that are completely against God's word? So I think it's like stepping back and kind of taking a self check and saying, it what, what kind of what do I need to get rid of? You know, are these things pure, holy, honoring to God, or should I maybe have a little revamp? I mean, I've gone into my House before and in my room and just chucked stuff, like gotten Mm. rid of stuff, thrown it away, deleted, unfollowed people that I know weren't really helping me in my Mm. pursuit Mm -hmm. to want to honor God and to have a heart that wants to please him. And so um, that's, I think, a huge, huge, huge step that I feel like so many Christians are missing. Like we just yeah. pour all this garbage in our minds and then yeah. we wonder like, what's the? why am I confused? Like, right. you know, what we put into our minds, our thinking affects our feelings and our emotions and mm. ultimately impacts our hearts. And so I think if we could put that off and really renew our minds in God's word and start pursuing things like reading a book like this, like Sex, Period, in the lungs of a Girl's Heart, I think it'll start to change the way we think and really start to free us up in ways that we didn't even know we needed.
1: Yeah, I'm just smiling right now just because of what you and Kristen are doing is just amazing. I, I... You're
2: so supportive. You're very <laughs> bold to talk to us because a lot of people are scared to talk about this. So thank you for doing
1: that. Well, thank you all for, for tackling this. This is going to impact so many lives. It already is. Uh, but it's... It's going to be incredible and really is going to impact generations. So thank Thank you and Kristen for, like I said, being, being warriors. I'm glad you guys are sporty girls because, uh, I mean, you're, you know what (laughs) it takes to compete and you know what it takes to face opposition and you know what it takes to face the enemy who wants to stop this. Mm. And you're still in there. And I want to thank your husbands, Dave and Zach, um, because I know they, they have to stand with you Mm. and, uh, pray for you and, Um, it's just, it's awesome. So I thank Mm. those guys as well and your family. Um, so Facebook live, we'll close in just a second. Again, sex purity and the longings of a girl's heart. Did I get it right? I know I did. You got it right. What a great cover! And was it crazy to see Beale for the yes! first time on one of your books? It was
2: crazy—the first so, one. I know it's yeah. interesting because the inside of the book it's all written like uh, from an unmarried perspective, and I have oh, to. Yeah, but yeah. then by the time it released, I was married, so it's an—it's kind of like the awkward book. Like I was unmarried when I wrote it, but now I'm a Beale, so the next right. book will be all—all all Beale, all, Beale. <laughs> all married, all, all Beale. Beale. <laughs> I love it.
1: Um, and I do. Just as we sign off from Facebook Live, I'm excited about the Girl Defined Conference. Yeah, Can you talk a little bit about for that? Sure. We're Trying to get some of our girls, thanks to my amazing women volunteers and staff, yeah. uh, to the conference. Oh, that's So, awesome. yes, oh yes, yeah. Yes.
2: So the conference is on August second and third, and it's at Mission City Church, which formerly was Castle oh. Hills First Baptist. Oh, so that's they just changed the name. Okay. Um, you know, so it's very <laughs> San- central San Antonio. Um, so the conference is going to be held there, and the theme of this year's conference is chasing truth. Okay. And it's this whole idea of just us as women and young women, like not just passively living, but proactively chasing after truth and being almost like fierce in our pursuit of it. And just, you know, not blindly being tossed and just, okay, oh, this sounds good. Like, you know, by every wave of doctrine, that whole verse where it's like, we have to be proactive in our pursuit of God and our pursuit of truth. So our hope is that this conference will just like ignite some passion and fire under these young women to (laughs) say like, I know it's like, "Ah," that (laughs) I want to chase after God. And I want to chase truth in my own life for me. So that's kind of the theme we're bringing in several you, more speakers. You sound really
1: excited. Yes! Which I mean after a year of all the yeah. exciting things you've been through, you could just be like we said just exhausted just like, like this. Like
2: taste calm. But you know?
1: you've got it. It's yeah. still so passionate.
2: It's well, it's I think Kristen and I, we both, like, this was, again, something we prayed about. It took us a long time to decide on the conference. Yeah. We couldn't even announce the theme of the, of the conference. Like, you know, year to year, we like to announce right. it at the end. Right. But we just hadn't landed on anything. And yeah. so when God really helped us and brought unity between us, like, okay, chasing truth, this is it. We were just pumped because we feel like, next generation needs this. So it's really moms are invited to come with their daughters. Youth yeah. leaders are invited to come to bring their daughters. Um, we do have a group discount. So if anyone brings a group of eight or more, they can either email us or use the code CHURCH10, um, all caps, and they can get $10 off per ticket. Right now, they are um, the tickets are only $69. So they will go up at the end of May. We're on the last month of Early Bird. I think they go up to $89. And then we have VIP tickets. So it's just going to be a fun time. It's two full days. We're going to have other speakers there as well, breakout sessions, food trucks. Everyone loves food trucks. So <laughs> so we're just trying to make it just a fun experience, a getaway for either girls or for moms and daughters, just yeah. something where they can take their minds off of just all that's going on and say, I'm going to set apart this time really to – kind of refocus and refresh and kind of reignite for the for the year to come yeah and
1: remind me last year i know this conference has been growing each and every year yeah. i don't remember how many people approximately yeah. came last year last you remember year Ballpark? we had
2: about 550 that's a lot yeah it was fun so we loved the church share hills if anyone's from there watching we love that church but they knew last year we we're like we're kind of growing kind out of, of it out? yeah okay so we're excited to to move so we're praying for that same number we'll see so if you're watching come invite a friend um, we're so excited about yeah. it, and it's now that the book is out. We're transitioning; it's conference mode now. <laughs> you have to have your modes: book mode, conference mode.
1: And people from, I mean, yeah. really everywhere come, right? Yeah,
2: we actually had over eight different countries come, come on, last that's year: crazy. Austria, Canada, Brazil. People fly in and travel in from all over America. So it's really, we love to call it like the sisterhood. So it's like the sisterhood from around the world really comes together. And there, you know, there just aren't a lot of things like this that are very like sound biblically where they're not trying to water stuff down. So I think people are willing to travel for something like this because they just want that encouragement and they're willing to sacrifice to be there. So we get it. It's a sacrifice to come, but it just, it's encouraging to us. Like, wow, God is doing something and we're just grateful to be a part of it.
1: That's amazing. Amazing sisterhood you guys are building. All right. I'll give you one last chance. Just anything else you want to say? I want to say real quick, because we've got a few Facebook live people right now. And I want to thank, uh, I think Kent. Oh, hey Matt, hey Cheryl, and hey Cat. Kent just left. I wanted to thank him because he helps support this radio, so that oh, we can awesome. be very bold to uh, yes. to talk about such things. All right, any last words you want to leave with us? <laughs> oh, um, this yeah. has been incredible. We really appreciate it.
2: I know. I've loved being on here, and it's it's just been a wonderful opportunity to share. And I just appreciate those that are watching and your just seriously your boldness and talking about it. We. You know, We knew it was going to be a topic that a lot of people might be unwilling to share about. And we've already you know, experienced that a little bit. So the fact that you're willing to come on here or allow us to come on here and share this through your platform, it's just a blessing. So thank you, everyone, for being on here and joining on Facebook. And I hope you'll grab a copy of the book. Grab a <laughs> copy of the book. Share it with your friends. And we just hope that it brings a lot of freedom
1: in your are. life. Sex, Purity, and the Longings of a Girl's Heart, Discovering the Beauty and Freedom of God-Defined Sexuality. What a great thing. And I just love that you can read it with your mom yeah. or you can read it with your sisters or you can just read it and yeah. and uh, interact with it and experience it and talk it over and pray it over. It's just going to be incredible. And really, it's going to impact so many lives and impact generations. So just thank you again. Absolutely. All right, Steve Teal, this is Very Bold Radio and Podcast. Thank you all for joining us on Facebook Live. And uh, stay tuned. We've got more Difference Makers coming up and more uh, Bible teaching as well. Thanks again to Bethany Beal and Kristen Clark, wherever you are. God bless you today as well. Ernesto, thanks a lot. Appreciate you. And thanks again. Appreciate y'all.
0: Very Bold Radio and Podcast with your host, Steve Teal, Bringing encouragement through God's Word and through inspiring interviews. Go to VeryBold.com for information and updates and email Steve at VeryBold.com.